Hi, I'm Allison Shelton, writer and creator of the indie comic Reburn. You may have heard about us on Indie Comic Spotlight, thanks to Tony and Rhea. Reburn follows May, a superpowered woman who takes on the cult-like utopian society that ripped her life apart. Our comic picks up when she's ready to burn it all down. We're incredibly proud of our all-female team, myself, artist Elise McCall, editor Jessica Patel, colorist Hilary Jenkins, and letterer Joan McGill. Renowned comic writer and artist Kari Andrews said of Reburn, it's an impressive debut, a violent, visceral, and emotion-fueled spectacle. A story you need to read right now. We agree. And we have hard copies and digital copies of issues one through four available on our website, reburncomic.com. That's R-E-B-U-R-N comic.com. Check it out. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Indie Comic Spotlight, the show where we do a deep dive into an ongoing series or graphic novel from a company other than the big two. And we're, today we're not doing a deep dive. We will be we'll be diving, but it's a creator corner, as you already read the thing. It's always like I try to sneak and hide who it is, but then I put the person's name right there. You can see that today, the creator corner, I'm joined by color artist extraordinaire Hillary Jenkins. Hello. Hello. Thank you for being here. And in yeah. the third chair today, there's somebody in the third chair who put all this together. The person who made it all happen. The reason I got to interview you. Also an amazing human being whose name I'll also put in the show notes. Allison Shelton is back. Hello, Allison. Hi, Tony. Hi, Hillary. What a pleasure. I'm so excited to see both your faces and talk about Lamentation and burn of course and whatever other gorgeous thing that hillary has colored that we want to discuss well <laughs> one of the things we're for sure going to talk about because the day we're recording this or so a week you're listening to this right now people actually it's going to be on may 6th mike burton and i are switching days because my day was supposed to be may the 4th but mike burton does our star wars show on the network hillary so of course i'm going to switch with him and he's going to have may the 4th and i'm going to okay. do may the 6th so on may the 6th you're listening to this but last week one of Hillary's other uh, collaborators was on the show. And so I, I I timed it this way. So Matt Kent was just on. So she's she's drawn his work. And now he's drawn you. She's drawn your work, Allison. So here we are. I'm so excited. I love to meet creative people who do awesome stuff. Um, as we were saying before I started recording, Hillary, like 12-year-old me, the fact that I get to talk to like working people in comic books and that I, Allison, is my friend. Every time, I don't know if you feel this way, I'm just going to heap praise on her because she doesn't like it that much, but I'm going to do it. When you read Allison's bio sometimes, aren't you like, she seems cool. I wish I knew her. And then you're like, shit, I know her. Right? Isn't that like, that's the cool thing about the community of it is like the connection between all of these amazing people that come from all these different places that are able to express themselves creatively in all the different ways. It's, it's awesome. Very it, lucky. Is, it is awesome. It is so great. So Allison, thank you for making all this happen. And thank you for being You're awesome. So welcome. Any excuse to talk to both of you. And I absolutely feel that way about both of you. And I have to say, when I first reached out to Hillary about Reburn, I was like, she's very cool. And I don't know if she'll want to do this thing. And her art is just breathtaking because Hillary is, you know, also a fine artist. And so I was just 
I I kind of put artists up on a pedestal a little bit because that that is not visual artists because that's not my form of expression. And so it has been such a joy to I even have a little framed original Hillary Jenkins on my wall. What? And, wow. And and I love it. And it's right above my computer where I write. So nice. Oh, look at that. She didn't know. This breaking news right here in Indy Comics. <laughs> like, oh. That's that's lovely. I love that. And I get it. I mean, it would be, you know, you're reaching out. You're like, she's good. She's amazing. And I'm going to ask yeah. her to draw to color my comic. I mean, you're like, I hope she thinks it's worthy. And she did. So before we get to that, though, Hillary, before you opened your email box that fateful day from Allison Shelton, you're like, let's go back in time. First time on, you have to give everybody your comic origin story. So young Hillary in the tundras of Canada, she's out there. She's got her snowshoes. She's trying to get to the local comic shop. What's that like? Tell me all about that. I'm sorry if that was insensitive to your Canadian friends. I was just talking to another Canadian I know. So, of course, it was in my mind. Like, today's Canada Day. Okay. Yeah. Like, well, it's thank goodness it's warm now. But, um, yeah, we do have the nasty winters. But um, origin story is I, way back, grew up in a tiny remote island. No power, no roads, none of that, and had an enormous amount of time to spend on art. And so moved to Calgary, did the school, met the partner, had kids, did all that. And we like we both are artists. Tyler and I are separated, but we're artists and we still work together very happily. And um, we he was always into comics and I was enjoying them as well. But that was very much his focus for a long time. And uh, he was working on Grass Kings at one point when we were living out in a very remote farm area because Grass Kings is very much about an experience of a time of our lives. And um, he needed some help with coloring the book. And I kind of was like, well, why don't I give it a shot? And did. And it the unanimous decision was, why weren't you doing this already? <laughs> and, and then we just carried on from there because uh, the cool thing about how we did that book was that uh the inks were the originals and then the watercolors put directly on them so that was like a very new way to operate for us and not always very common so we just ran with that method and 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 I'm still doing it now so it's yeah and then carried on for years and years just coloring in the analog way which is I feel brings the humanity to the to the book so that is but that's also high stakes right super high stakes yeah you're very right even the latest hairball with matt kent and tyler which we're going to talk about for sure yeah yeah those are all uh, basically when i work with tyler it's usually right on the originals which makes for a nice final piece that's easy to scan easy to finish and all that but yeah if i screw up he's got to re-ink it which has never happened so wow. it me, yeah, it keeps me on the ball, which gets like the fire going. And then, you know, we just make it happen. That is amazing. So I love that. So you're on this little island. And of course, you know, like in my mind, 
the Canadian island that I thought of immediately was the one that the Glass Hotel is on in Emily St. John Mantel's book called The Glass Hotel. It takes place on this weird Canadian island where there's, it's like off the West Coast of Canada. I'm like, oh, is that where you're from? That's is right. That a real I thought place? you were going to say Anne of Green Gables. That's why ah. I was shaking my head. No, I thought for sure you were going to say Anne I of Green Gables. I should have gone that way. That's the other side. <laughs> no, you're yeah. right. Yeah. You made the right choice. I that's because yeah, I'm the West. I, I, the, yeah, Anne of Green Gables is the East Coast, but I grew up in the West and it's, yeah, in the Gulf there. We had, uh, like you know the string of islands that you can't get to unless you have your own boat and all that so my brother and I were the only kids for most of the year living with these wonderfully eccentric retirees living there full-time I think it was like 25 people full-time and and, you know very colorful community of really interesting people so I was mentored by an artist that lived there and he taught me a lot of what I know in terms of painting nice and so that was it you you were and that was you went to then school for painting yeah I I moved to uh Calgary and went to the University of the Arts or it was ACAD at the time and went focused mostly on design and then uh ended up majoring in illustration thinking that I would I wanted to work in publishing. I've, you know, worked on children's books and, and done that kind of stuff. So this very happily kind of went with that direction. That's awesome. That's amazing. I love all of that. I love, I mean, again, I'm with Allison, like I'm a writer um, as she's a writer. So it's like, I can't draw. I don't know. Like it's magic. Like you just made an idea. I came to life. Like I had it in my head and now it looks like it looks and that's so much better than what it looked like in there. So that's a cool. So is that what you did? Like when you were little, like before you saw comic books though, when, you know, on your, like, were you drawing, were you making up your own stories too? Or were you just drawing like what you saw? A lot of like total fan stuff, you know, like Star Wars was coming out episode one when I was, you know, really young. And so I would spend like arduous amount like hours and hours rendering Amidala and just like doing these like photorealistic I my daughter still has one on her wall it's hilarious but um yeah just like mostly doing a lot of practice in duplication which has its place in especially in learning technique um and you know little bits here and there I, I had my own little magazine and I would you know make stuff for that and you know do fun things in that realm but I wasn't really a storyteller at that point. I had didn't know very much about how to express that aspect of things. Nice. That's awesome. And so then, so here you are. And so then you started coloring. Now, have you drawn your own books too? Or you, you, I know you are an artist. I've, I've stalked you online, but you, but you've not drawn your own books yet, right? You're, you color, I, your color I books. Did- yeah, I have had a small stint like long ago and I like it was with Scholastic. I did a oh. couple little kids books, not like what I want. I, you know, I've evolved and I would not I'm not super proud of them now, but like it was definitely an important stepping stone and it was a really great experience. But um, I I really just gravitate towards the coloring aspect of things. I like creating my own art, my own work, and I do that on my own time. But there's something super emotional and immersive about the coloring that I just love to do. I just, it fits me and works for me really happily. That's awesome. So Allison, so since she does it old school, so first of all, so you reached to, how did you find her? How did you reach out to her? And then how did Elise take it when you're like, I need the originals to draw? How did that go? 
<laughs> I think that part went really well because Elise is also a fine artist. And oh my Elise God, she's amazing. Super excited, actually. Elise colored the first issue and she came to Jess and I, my partner, and said, I do not want to color the rest. Like this takes a huge part of my brain. It's very time. It's a, it's a different skill set, And I, I mean, I know that, and I know comic book fans know that, but I think the casual reader might not know that. Like, you know, penciling and inking is very different from coloring and then lettering is a whole nother skill. So Elise did all of that in the first issue and then said, Hey, we, I don't want to. (laughs) Let's get a team. Um, So, so it's funny because we really wanted a woman. So that narrows your focus. And my husband, Cody came to me and showed me Fiona Staples had put a story in her Instagram that said, I have this amazing friend, Hillary Jenkins. If anyone's looking for a colorist and we're like, okay, I mean, Fiona Staples. Staples. (laughs) She is a a sweetheart. I mean, that's the crazy thing about Calgary. There's like some amazing powerhouses in this city that just happen to be like we mm-hmm. we went to the same school like she's amazing yeah and of course we're huge fans of saga and so it was like okay well fiona staples says and then we looked up some stuff i was like wow this is amazing and gorgeous and so i instagram messaged her <laughs> really through instagram wow that's amazing yeah. <laughs> but you gotta it's keep like, your DMs open, people right yeah there. yeah <laughs> hi I'm Alice you know and then we we started chatting and uh Elise and Hillary really hit it off um I felt like they really appreciated each other and saw each other as artists and it was just cool to be in the room it's always cool to be in the room and and I have I have originals that Hillary painted in my possession of Reburn and they are beautiful works of art I just that I can't wait one day to see it. One day I'll be in California yes, and I'll go day. in the room and I'll just yes, go. Look, I got oh all God, kinds of cool that. stuff. That's so cool. <laughs> um, so what, did, what was that? So Hillary, so what, I mean, what was, I mean, other than Reburn's an awesome comic and you're like, oh my God, I love this story. Yeah. What, what made you say yes? It was like, I was, first of all, looking for kind of new opportunities and wanting to connect with people. So that was like awesome. But also I really connected with Allison. Like we, we just had like an understanding that it just felt right. Uh, Like I, I like to just follow what feels good and that felt right. Plus the story, plus the fact that it's a group of like super awesome women and, you know, working together, like it it just all made sense. So heck yeah. And the story's great. And the story's great. And the art's great. Like, it was all, like, a beautiful combination of of things. Yeah, so how did that work? See, since I didn't know this, so this is super cool. So so Elise drew these amazing, because she's so expressive and everything, as you know. You, you got to color. You got to see it first. So she, how'd she get them to you? Yeah, so she would, we would do, you know, like a digital file of mm. sorts. It would be, you know, we'd have a collection of them. And then my process from there is to take them and push them back to like about 16% and print them out on whatever kind of paper I need it to be on, like watercolor or cardstock. I did it on cardstock for this one because I then painted it in gouache, not watercolor. And so those are, a gouache is like a, the one I I was going to say, explain that to me. Cause I mean, I don't know what you're saying. I know what it's weird ones. Like it's okay. an old, old medium. That's yeah. usually sort of like an, uh, an opaque version of watercolor. Okay. But the one I use is more of an acrylic 
type thing. So it's very forgiving. You can layer it, you can scratch it, beat it up, whatever it needs to be. But um, the gouache that I use knocks out the lines underneath. Like I, I want the lines to disappear so you're not doubling it up when you scan it in. So you cover it in paint, you do all the things, make the, you know, the lighting and the environment and whatever it needs to be, scan it in, and then you put those lines back on top. So you're taking Lisa's lines and putting the digital version back on top of the painted. And then you go in and clean up the edges. Amazing. Wow. I mean, yeah. people, you can't see this because it's this podcast, but you, you could just watch Allison's face smiling, thinking about like they're doing all that <laughs> stuff that I wrote. It's so amazing. And it is just incredible. And she would send process photos, you know, and it's just uh, it's just so I, I love process as an artist and a writer. And so I, this is not your typical process. No. Of coloring. Uh, it's kind of a madman's process. <laughs> it is. But it makes the quality. I mean, seriously, this is such a gorgeous book. It is one it of really the is. most beautiful books I've seen in a long, long time. And it is, I, I and all of that jumps right. I mean, it's like, we've talked, Alice and I talked about Jill before, Jill Thompson. And you know she watercolors obviously, and 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 um, like when you look at beasts of burden, and you can see you know she's doing like that took a long time that one, and so that but you can tell when you're looking at your page, it's got that quality where you're like, this is done with love, this is done with intention, and it comes through every oh, page. It comes totally through. Oh, so good. I, I didn't know and that was the process. Yeah, and the storytelling, you feel it in every, like, you feel it, obviously, with the words and the inks and the colors and the light, like, it, and it was so fun having those kinds of conversations because my background is film and we talk about a lot of, about color and film with lighting and set design and costumes and all that. And then to, and it is a character, like, color is yeah, a character. It is. And, and Hillary is so attuned to that, I assume probably most colorists are but I don't know them so I can't say but Hillary is definitely attuned to like oh what is what is color telling us what are what are we supposed to be learning and and it works on such a subtle level and working with Hillary has helped me also as a reader like to think about what's happening some people you're so aware of it like Jordi Belair because she's so amazing (laughs) and she does so many different styles like, so when I open a book from her, I know, okay, something amazing, I'm ready to be wowed. But, you know, most comics are, are telling us a story with with the colors and, and being involved in this process really brought that home for me. Yeah. And I think, and so for you, and, and you can tell, see, in hearing that, it makes it, you were obviously part of the process, because you obviously, as you all just heard, how much, how much she said the madman, ver- madman version, but that is you showing care and saying to Elise and Allison's work, I'm respecting your work, but I also want to help tell that story so were there times not just with with reburn or with anything that you're working on where you as the colorist are like i get you wanted it to be this but it needs to be this and you should trust me like has that conversation happened because it will make the story better because you are clearly the expert yeah no and that's that's the beauty of collaboration and that's one of the great things like tyler i've worked with him for so long that there's like an understanding and usually there's a conversation sometimes about you know a lot of the time it's about sky because it's so emotive so it could be you know like if the script doesn't say because the script is an important part of that equation you got to go through and kind of get the feel of what's going on but if it's a really peaceful moment or a really angry moment the sky can really help 
feed into that. So I remember having a lot of talks with Tyler about the time, time of day, or, you know, whether it's an angry sunset or a happy, you know, what was going on, there would be conversations. And rarely do I come in and kind of make a, a big call, but it's, it's happened. I mean, but usually we're all on the same page. Like it's usually kind of a mutual understanding and kind of working towards together to, you know, a final good product. Great product. I have to say. So, <laughs> Um, well, okay, because so so there's some darkness in Reburn, as you know, and obviously I just got done reading Hairball and Besky. Have you seen Hairball yet, Allison? Yet? No, I have uh, not. And uh, I just oh. wanted to say one quick thing about yeah, Hillary as an artist. She did the variant covers for issue two and issue four. And when you brought up the sky, that was actually how we got there. Because in oh. issue two, in the variant cover, it's this enormous sky and... It's just so evocative. So I wanted to speak to, yes, Hillary does also create her own art. She is, she literally <laughs> did on Reburn as she was talking about skies. I was like, oh yes. Yeah, and that's how, awesome. Um, I love that. And, and how breathtaking your art is, Hillary, and yeah. how much like we loved it when you first submitted, the, I mean, when you first sent us that cover, it was just like the sky. I mean, is that tough, Allison, to be like, <sighs> this is the alternate cover? Like, well, no, because you know a variant cover is special. That's true. Like, that if you is read true. comics, yeah. variant covers are special. And and you get to experiment with variants. I think that's what's fun about them. You get to break all the rules. Like, Elise, yeah. with her A cover, she's got to bring, like, the narrative. And we got to hit the certain characters. And, you know, we had a plan. Where with variants, you can be like, well... You know, <laughs> what seems fun? Let's do something with a big sky. Here we are out on the plains. Let's go for it. Um, and the title is yeah. down at the bottom. And, you know, it's it's different. You, I don't think you'd ever do that with any cover. No, that's true. Like that's totally really fair. special, yeah. important comic book writer. So for those of us who are not, you do that with your variant. And yeah, it's a pretty special, like, little window of play you get to have. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, and I think, I mean, it's clear, too. I mean, and again, the group that Allison got together, you guys are all cared um and the love comes through and the the story is important and um and i don't know i mean how it's actually spun off like allison making the comic is actually i think is why the feminine thing started because you and you and ria and i were all talking and um there was a whole that's where hearts and vaginas started was on <laughs> was on indie comic spotlight on the show that look on hillary's face <laughs> and, uh, that's a show ria and i did about sex yeah. scenes ria and tanya and i yeah yeah did about sex scenes uh in films we called but it was it, about well, because, it ria was called about, it hearts and vaginas because of the way the characters looked in um in reaper because <laughs> uh, they appealed to your heart and your vagina yeah that's what she Sky. said yeah yeah Sky does Sky, yeah yeah, in particular, yeah. it was about him, but it, in, yeah, in general. So anyway, and he so, does. Yeah, for sure. He does. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty funny. It was, he was uh, created by a bunch of women, so he does. <laughs> oh, he's yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, no accident. Not at all. Not at all. Mm-hmm. But so, so the the thing that because there is a lot of dark, and as a color artist, like in Hairball, and again, brilliant book. I love where I'm seeing so far. I've seen issue one of Hairball. So Bestie is a black cat. You're the color artist, and Matt Kent's like, "Hey, Hillary, I want you to draw a, I want you to color a black cat." And you're like, "Hmm, okay." So I need to know, talk about process, because she looks amazing. And while Tyler's art is good, you know, she looks cool. She's very expressive. 
when you're drawing a black cat, when you're doing all the dark, I mean, because there's some dark scenes and obviously Reburn swings, you've got some bright, but there's a lot of dark in there. So when you know you're like darkity dark, it's in a basement, it's in this, here's a black cat. How does that, like, how do you, what's the process of making it? How does Bestie not look just like a big ball of marker with yellow eyes? Yeah, that's a really good question. Cause it's, you, like it really, I I very intentionally started that book with um, a palette that maybe was trying to get it to be a little bit friendly and, you know, like it's a little misleading kind of, we Tyler and I talked about how we want it to be a little manga inspired and kind of bring it as like a cheerful story. That's going to lead you down this hell of a fucking road and like get ready. But um, it's very much to do with the lighting and what's around Beastie because, because, Bestie, because um, I tried to keep him in kind of an ultramarine blue realm, which is a very complicated color. It's It's got a lot of history. It's got a lot of um, saturation to it that a lot of those nighttime scenes, you kind of push a lot back because it's um, when you're in a dark room, things are kind of monochromatic and you have a lot of black, but the little bit that you see, there's not a lot of differentiation between the colors. So there's a lot of scenes at night that I needed to do that where the differences are very close, but the cat's always that kind of ultramarine with that little bit more saturation to help pop him out because you get the kind of glow off of his fur, you know, coming off so that he could see him. But Tyler did a really great job of giving those silhouettes as well. So it was really easy to to have him stand out. Yeah. I mean, because he's he's definitely very expressive and he's he's um that's such a good book. I'm really I can't wait to see I've only read issue one. I can't wait to get my hands on the whole thing. But yeah, Bessie's definitely very expressive, but it but again like your your work just shines because it is it's it's a girl alone in a room and it's a black cat and it's and she's in the shadows and she's off in the corner and so she's even the framing of each panel is very unique and the way that the, where the light is coming in, in through there. It, it was, um, I, I just was blown away at, at how easy it was to see everything. Good. Yeah. Cause it was very intentional. Like, you know, when you're, you want it to be unsettling and I think somebody described it as a bit bombastic and claustrophobic, which is good because you want to be in that room with her you know, very alone, you know, it's the middle of the night, you're a child, that's a scary time, but you have the light of the moon lighting up the room, which makes it even more unsettling. And you have these long shadows and it's just supposed to, you know, like it hopefully helps sell that kind of unsettling tone. It does. It does. I can't <laughs> wait. I, and then you've got, speaking of unsettling, and then you're doing something with Cullen. So you've got, I mean, the Reburn, which is, a, I mean, I think it's a hopeful book, uh, you know, I, I'm not trying, yeah, when I'm saying yeah. it's dark, I'm not trying to come across for people who haven't read Reburn yet. First of all, what's wrong with you? But I still, there's hope, <laughs> right, Allison? I mean, it's not there's a, hope. yeah, yeah. It's not a, it's not a downer. Calm down, yeah, everybody. I, but, I mean, it's action. It is not a horror, which I think Lamentation falls in that category, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. And so, but so, but that's it. You've got, it's an action, it's an action adventure. And, yeah. and you, and then you've got, you know, you're doing this, this dark, scary inside, whatever, Matt Kent's mind is so you know it's going to be <laughs> a trip and then you're doing working with Cullen and all so like that's a lot of you've got a lot of dark happening so is, 
first of all, are you okay? Because that's a lot of dark work. That you're doing. But then, but the, but then the follow follow up is: Are you ever like, oh my god, I do want to just do a children's book today because I need I need some pinks. I need something brighter. Well, it's funny you say that because I am working on a children's book right now. Oh, so, good. Okay. Like yeah. it's, it, and it's funny though because it's sometimes. I wonder if the children's book people look at my portfolio and it's like, are you going to want to do this? (laughs) It's so like the one I'm working on, the colors are very cheerful and the greens and the sky is blue and it's like very happy. And it's like a lot of fun because I get to bring a lot of neat different palettes into it. Sort of like I did with Tartarus with Johnny, you're kind of bringing in these like like weird combinations that are playful because I've got kids, you know, I know what things they're into and playful colors can sometimes be part of that. But personally, I kind of tend to err towards the darker side of things, which feeds that, but it's complicated. Like I need many outlets for those different expressions of color so it's yeah I like to keep myself really busy and in many different realms well that's good for us right Allison we're the winners because <laughs> yes. she's doing all this amazing stuff yeah. yeah yeah oh man and I'm glad you said tar how'd you say it because I Are, read it but didn't know how to say it tartarus okay tartarus yeah, yeah that's that not was... what I was saying <laughs> oh that's how I say it I hope that's no I, I don't know I'm assuming you're right I was yeah. just like, oh, you know, your name's on the I'll book, talk so about something. It, it is right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's how you say it. Good to yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not. Say... I've not read that. So tell tell everybody about that. That one's a Johnny Christmas book. Um, amazing. I jumped in. I think on uh, issue six ish, and um, Andrew did the inks and amazing art and it takes place in another world another planet and it's kind of warring times but the chunk of uh, issues that I worked on I think there was about five or I can't remember but it was a trade worth and that period of time was sort of a utopian time so they really wanted to change the tone up which is where I came in and then I was I painted all those pages too with gouache and those were um intentionally feeling of another world. So I was pulling a lot of inspiration from like the sulfur mines in Africa and, you know, photos of Mars, but things weird, like hot, cold combinations of like a Prussian blue with a scarlet that kind of made it feel like another place. Do you ask, that's a good, that's awesome though. Do you ever ask, do you ask the people for references? Like, what do you, what do you want it to look like? Or do you just do all the research? Is there ever like, did you ever say to Allison, like, how orange do you want this guy? Or were you just like, I want to do this guy this orange? Like, were you like, send me some pictures of what you think the desert looks like? Like, how is that conversation go? I'm trying to remember. I remember Allison and I talking about like the landscape because it was very familiar to me because I lived out for a long time and there was, like that's just something I, I I've been around a lot, so I feel like we had that talk, but I don't remember there being. We had a record. we had a Pinterest folder. That's right. Yes, yes. There because was a we had that. been putting like, but it's it's just sort of to create the world. I mean, I as a as a collaborator, I'm not like do it this, you know, <laughs> like I that is not my way. You know, it's like here's some things that feel of this place in this world, and you know, as and then if you want more detail or need more, then then you ask, but I just, it's like, I talk about with people when you offer edits on somebody's writing, 
you can tell them, hey, this is confusing or, hey, this isn't working for me or, hey, you might want to put more here. Do not tell them what to write. No. Do not ever tell them what to write. That's gross. So I, I feel the right. same way about that. You know, she's the colorist. Yeah. Yeah. Trust in, you know, if you're at, you're trusting in the person who, you know, you're hiring them to do it. It's so yeah. nice when you get that freedom. I mean, I've worked with people that had <clears throat> like entire docs of photos, which is fun. And even like a, like a playlist of listening to listen to while coloring. Mm -hmm. And that's cool too. As long as it's not taken as like, like a have to, as like, uh, you know, I can take from it what I may, but I'm still able to do what I do. Yeah. It's all reference. Yeah. It's not instructions. You know, I think there's a difference between those two things. You know, it's good to have reference. You don't want someone to just be like, okay, so I mean, <laughs> that seems too wide to just be like, okay, just color it. Good luck. You know, good luck out there. Yeah. <laughs> no, because everything is based on something. Right. We have to right. be able to ground it, you know, right. even if it's of another world, we still have to relate from this world. So it's, it's a matter of grabbing inspiration and feeding that well, but also, you know, doing your version of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the, I love the idea of creating another world. And even if it's like a comic book that's in our world, but there's still, you know, it's not real, it's whatever. Uh, but I love the idea that I can do a mixture. And when I say, I mean, you, Hillary, you can do like a mixture of colors and do things that wouldn't exist because in this other world, that may be this, this, this thing could look this, especially when it's a creature or something that, that isn't, doesn't exist. It's an invention of the, of the artist and of the writer. Now you get to bring it to life. And so you're like, oh, well, nothing ever has these two colors in this world, but it doesn't mean they can't. So that must be a hoot to be like, oh, I can just design a new life form. Yeah. But even too, though, the insanity of the world that we live in, in terms of like nature is a powerful force that creates things that you don't expect all the time. So sometimes tapping into that as well, where it's like, it actually does exist. Sort of like what Margaret Atwood says, you know, like reality is actually sometimes more scary than, than what you can make up because it does exist in so many forms, color and, but yeah, to create unexpected combinations or, or I'm always taking pictures. It was out yesterday and there was, these impossible violet flowers. They look like they've been spray painted and you can't, it's it, violet, such a fickle color that you can't get a photo of it to duplicate what you're experiencing. So to try and mess with that on the page is a lot of fun. I bet. Oh, so do you ever do like shows? Like, I mean, not like comic shows, but do you ever just feel like because you're like behind you, I'm assuming that's a you. That's an original you behind you. No, isn't oh. that wonderful? My, partner, my boyfriend bought this for me. It's actually a, a Faraday waves. So it's a representation of light and color and sound on a two-dimensional form. So it's it's light bouncing off of sound in a very thin, I think it's like 12 centimeters of water. So it's a photo, but it's that's a photo. Wow. I would have thought that was a, was well, well, never mind that then as I just put my foot in my mouth, but that's beautiful. <laughs> that's beautiful. But do you do that? Like, do you, cause obviously you could go to comic shows and such, but do you ever go and just, cause you are an artist of some renown and you obviously can, can paint. So do you do that? Is that like a thing? Do you do gallery shows or anything like 
it's been years since I've like, we used to do all the, like a lot of shows. We used to go to Toronto. We've done, you know, all the Calgary ones and been to San Diego and done all that stuff. And that's like a lot of fun and was a big part of getting to where I am now, just in terms of networking. But um, I kind of just collect my art around the house and, you know, I sell pieces like people buy stuff off of Instagram sometimes, but I haven't done a show in a while. I think it's partly mostly COVID sort sure. of ramping back out, but yeah, I have done bits here and there, but nothing really recently. I just wondered if that would be something that you'd ever like if that, or is this it? Like, you're like, I'm doing this. This is my oh. job. Well, like I do, um, it is my job, but I also like, I'm a, I do, I'm just a creator. So I'm always doing, and I'm always making, it's just like my life. It's not an on and off job thing. So, but sometimes I'll go in plain air outside, which is like painting in the setting that you're in. So, um, I'll go when it's like minus whatever the hell and, you know, sit out and paint the snow and the, you know, the shadows and, your water's freezing and it's like part of the mindfulness of it. So I have like a collection of those that I might do a gallery show of at some point, but is kind of just building up a body of, of enjoying doing the things. That's amazing. I get Allison. Now, Hillary, this is my first time meeting you. And obviously Allison has known you for some time. I get it, Allison. I get why you're like, I need this person in my life. I. <laughs> she is so like an artist with a capital A. Oh my right? God. I'm in like, awe. All of that story, right? So there. is Elise. I mean, and, and yeah. I think that, and I, and you know what? So are we, Tony? And we yes. just need to know yeah. that what we're doing, it, it's because it becomes, because it comes naturally. I'll speak for myself, and I can speak for you, Tony. Yeah. Because it comes naturally to me. I think, oh, like whatever, you know. I, it's not, but because they're like out, she's outside painting in the freezing cold. That, and that's <laughs> the kind of painting that I have of Hillary's is the plein air one. Like, oh. that's what I have. And, but, you know, it, artists with a capital A comes in different forms and we all are. And I'm you not, gonna, I'm not going to be a gatekeeper and do all that nonsense. But no, of when course. she talks like that, it's like, I'm so, I'm so inspired. Hillary, yes, you're amazing. Amazing. <laughs> I mean, it's really, I mean, it's so amazing because I love to see, and I hope everybody can hear it just coming through. There's just something your passion is like mm -hmm. unbridled so i get like look it makes so much sense when you see who you're working with you know like you're you're obviously it's intentional you're like you're working with people who also have that passion you're like you don't want to be corporate you're not like i just am gonna show up and draw the thing and i'm gonna you know <laughs> paychecks no. rubber stamp it like that would you would be miserable no and no one's getting rich making comics so if you're doing right. that it's like uh why yeah I, it's it's got to feed something. Yeah. There's a creatively. Yeah. yeah. And it's so passionate. And I always say, and it's good that you're here, Allison, too, just for all the reasons, but because you are a filmmaker first. And my contention is, and I, and I write, I've just written this and Allison didn't write me back and say bullshit. So maybe this is her chance <laughs> to say this to me. It is my contention that the color is the score. Like she's a filmmaker. So like oh. when you're, so I don't know because I, I have a color artist. I have a filmmaker here. This is my time once and for all to set the story. And if, if you guys both say no, I will probably keep saying it. But at least I will have <laughs> professionals telling Descent. me to stop. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, to cease and desist. But my argument is that, like, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but there are cuts of parts of Star Wars, like that opening scene on Tatooine without the Williams score. And it is terrible. Mm -hmm. Right? It's the worst. Like, the hero of the entire 
Like George Lucas is a genius and all, but but without John Williams, he's got nothing. Right? There's no movie. <laughs> you do not want to engage me on this conversation because I went to USC with all of these people. Like this is where they all went: George Lucas, Ben Burtt, sure. you know, all the like. So I 100% maintain that it is the creative team behind Star Wars that made Star Wars great. Yes, George Lucas had a seed of a cool idea One, that took 100%, off. 100%, yeah. But, like, come on. Yeah. Without that sound design, oh yeah, you're, you're done. 100%. Movie's a joke. Right, and I like, just it's think... It's literally laughable, Mystery Science Theater. Like, that's <laughs> what it is. That's so true. It is, it is amazing. <laughs> but I always feel like colorists are doing that. Like, and I understand, yes. like, black and white comics exist, and I'm working on something with um, Eric Lee that's in black and white, and I wanted it in black and white on purpose, but he's shading it still. So he's still playing with light, but just without the colors. But is my, so, so do you agree, like, did Hillary do the score for Reburn? Is that how you feel? And Hillary, do you feel that way as a colorist that you're you're putting the score on a comic book, like you're you're setting the tone and the emotion and giving the audience the beats that they need to feel the same? I mean, I don't think it's wrong. You know, like, I think it's an interesting, I think sound design and score, like, because sure. I think, yes. it, but I do think lettering falls in there too, because oh, I do I'm, think lettering yeah. does not get enough credit because until it's bad. And then oh, yeah. you're like, oh shit, what's happening here? You know, I don't even know what panel I'm supposed to be looking at. Like, so I do think lettering falls into that. So I don't, you gotta, I don't okay. know what lettering is in your analogy. But Let, I, lettering is the, I, I, I say the letterers are the, cam- are the running the campus. Oh, you think the they're the DPs? I, I think that you they're, think they're the camera operators. Camera operators. Okay. Because I mean, definitely the artist is, I think, the DP. Yeah, exactly. So, and I think the letterers are the camera. Like, because I think in my in my newsletter, the joke I made was I think they're the editor. Without then. the camera, Sorry. without the cameras, Jaws is just a bad publicity stunt and Blade Runner is a bunch of pale people standing around in the rain. Mm. Without, okay. You need the cameras to film it the way that it was. So, but I hear what you're I'm saying. I'm going to nerd okay. out on you and Hillary's let's do it. Gonna get bored with this analogy. Sorry, but I no, think no. The, the camera operator is a function of the director of photography. Like oh, they okay. are working for the DP. They are underneath in the hierarchy. They are part of that. Gotcha. So they're all camera. So oh, I think okay. that you can't really separate DP from camera operator. See, so, this is why you need to talk to film people um, before you make film analysis. I'm going to check with you before I wrote that down and sent it out into the world. But I do think maybe a letter is an editor who puts together things, shows oh. you where to look, because that's how, to me, the, the greatest function of a letter is they tell you where to look. Like, they make the story flow, which I think an editor also does in film. Like, if you have a bad editor, you don't know how, what is the pacing? What is the tone? of this piece because i mean comedy is all in the editing for sure trust me (laughs) because when you watch dailies of something it could be not funny at all and then if if a brilliant editor comes in you know they can make it funny or it can be hilarious and then when it gets edited together not funny so i don't know i'm not selling this analogy but i'm just telling you i'm all part of it no i just i'm asking because i right this is just this is just the theory i have and what is what how when am I going to have a colorist and a filmmaker in the same call? So I had to ask. <laughs> and I think that the colorist, like, it's interesting what you, you said that about a black and white comic, because there are some obviously like we're huge fans of Usagi Jimbo. So that's a black and white comic. And now it's color, which is OK, cool. But um, it's also brilliant and as a black and white comic. And we talked about that with Reborn because of money. Sure. Basically. And Jessica was like, no fucking way. Is this a black and white comic? Like, I no way so we're gonna figure out a way to do it and she was right because without it it would not have been complete and i do think that color is 
communicating emotion in a way that maybe sound design and score does. And it's subtle. And when it's done badly, it does communicate something still. And it's not the thing you want it to the be wrong communicating. Um, and I think it's unsung, which I often think is true of any sound elements in film. But. Yeah. yeah. No, it's totally true. And, and I agree. And, and so what do you think, Hillary? Do you feel like, is that your responsibility as the colorist? You're bringing, you're bringing that emotion. Not to say that the what the writer's doing and obviously what the artist's doing, very important. Without them, you're just, okay. you've got it's a okay. blank we canvas. Can, we can take it. You could take it, but no, but like, do you feel that way? Like, do you feel that you are the, you're bringing that, the emotional uh, beats that, that it needs? Do you think that when you're picking your color palette? Yeah. I mean, like there's the four pillars, right? There's the, the writer, the artist, the colorist and the letterer. And if they're not all communicating in the same direction, you don't get a good book, but everybody, yeah, like you're saying, plays their role. And so I, I've not thought of coloring as, like uh, the score, but I really do like that analogy because it's the, it is hitting an emotion aspect. Like it's, that is hugely my drive, at least personally, that's, I'm putting that into it. I'm a very emotional person and I'm, that's like something I channel through the color, which is why I do it. So uh, analog, I'm like, it's literally tangible. I'm having to like do the math and the science in terms of getting those, pigments to cooperate with one another so we're in a language of sorts like that's that's very much my why I do my job I love that part of it so thinking that that is and, and the thing too is that music for me is a part of what I'm doing as well so it's all feeding so it makes sense like I'll do paintings and the person that the painting is for sometimes I'll tell them what I was listening to while I was painting it because I quite often dance when I'm painting or I'll be like standing up and like activated and very just like giving that energy into the art. Not so much when I'm doing comics because it's a bit more like, it's just like a little got more framework behind it. But like there's, I have a, a video on my Instagram that has me painting a, a horse. It was a, a portrait of a horse that's- She a wasn't of mine. painting a horse, people. She wasn't out with a big paintbrush. There no, wasn't a horse standing there. She was doing portrait. a painting of a horse. Yes. It's, it's, a a horse. it's such a gorgeous portrait. Yeah. I just and, have to say like stunning. <laughs> what you're talking about. It's I like, put it in my story. I couldn't help it. I was like, look, it was horse. Her name is Tyra. It's just a like, great horse. And, and it was a huge piece. And it was for a special friend and- I wanted it to be really important and special for them. So I, I did it really big, but I stood up and I kind of performed it and it, it worked. It doesn't always work, but, but music played a big role in that. So I, I agree that the score could be an, an analogy for that as. Well, I, I do too. The more I think about it too, because I think it does bring, so just thinking of the process of when you get pages First yeah. you get thumbnails and then pencils and then inks and then color. And then when you get the colors, it like it does kind of hit you like a wave mm. like emotionally. You know, it's like then it starts to feel whole. And I think without uh it's hard to explain, but when you're in a mix, you know, it's that same kind of when the sound starts to all coalesce. Cause up till then it's kind of uh, 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 you know, it's not all this or it doesn't feel whole. Mm. 
and and obviously letters and all the finishing like that mat it matters very much but there's something about that kind of like it washes over you uh well, I think colors wash over you similarly to sound. So Tony Goldstar. Wow. Thank you. I appreciate you both indulging me on my silly <laughs> thing. But this is this is the thing that Spider-Dan and Jack were like, that's one of the things Tony's doing where he's like digging himself a hole that he's probably not going to get out of. But ah, today it worked out fine. Ha <laughs> Spider-Dan. Ha Yes. My, my, my random deep thought of the day. Um, I did ask Matt Kent about like childhood trauma as commentary on uh, superheroes. And he was like, all right. Yeah. It was like, he didn't say no, but he was also not like, what the fuck? Why am I in this conversation with you? So I appreciated him just not hanging up at that moment too. So um, I just, I, I appreciate you both. Cause again, it's just such an honor. And I know we're up again, we're, we're going to start wrapping it up. I want to just say, seriously, people watching you talk about it, Hillary, it's, a, it's an artistic experience in and of itself. Like you love it so much and it just comes through and you're having it's joyous. And I love to see people love things. And I mm. love your book. I love your work. You are obviously on all cylinders. You're at Dark Horse. You're at Oni. You're everywhere. Harper Collins. And, I mean, you know, wherever, all over. Yeah, you're all over. And so what, what, as we get to the end, where, where are we? So obviously I'll link to your Instagram. It's the best place. It looks like you've got a Wix site as well. Yeah, but the most up-to-date Instagram. stuff is on Instagram. Yeah. yeah, okay. So we'll link to that. But So like, what's going on? So you've got, you're working with Matt, you're working with Cullen, you're working with Allison. I mean, heavy hitters all across the board. What else? What else are the secrets that you can tell us here without having to kill us? What else you got in the pipeline? Well, uh, well, I mean, also too, the book with Johnny uh, Swim Team came out not long ago and it's being very well received. It's a really good story for kiddos. That's a graphic novel through HarperCollins. Um, I'm working on another kid's book, but I can't really talk about that one right now. And then I've got another book with Tyler that's going to come out in a bit, but I can't really talk about that one either. Okay. Like, there's a, there's a lot in the works and I'm like literally painting every day, but um, not everything has been publicly released there's a lot of like issues built up and then they'll they'll release them when it's time but uh definitely more collaborations happening <laughs> that's awesome that's amazing and when are we going to see since i've got half of the creative team here when do we get reburn five in my hands people I don't know. that's a good question tony we're working on ways forward we're okay trying to figure it out indie okay. truly indie comics yeah. It is the truly, I know it is, but it's beautiful work. It is. And we will, when the time comes, we're going to promote the hell out of the next Kickstarter, if that's what it is or whatever. But I'm just it saying. It's still in our mind. We have not, we are, Jess and I are at work and reaching out and doing all the things, but okay. it's like, you know, it's, uh, I appreciate your support and your enthusiasm. I love it. And I, I, I miss yeah. Hillary and I talked to Elise fairly regularly because I miss her. Yeah. yeah. Like I, the creative collaboration was, uh, it was wonderful. And it, it it's so validating to just be seen. Yeah. And, and I just want to put it out here. Cause again, I have half of the creative team here. I would also like to say, I would also like reburn zero. I would like that original <laughs> run. The one that you talked about, the original story that you wrote first, that like before the replay. Well, like, yeah, I want, I want the, the kids Remember the original plan was the younger, the younger ones. Oh, I've done so many different plans. Tony, we gotta talk. Okay, there's so we'll many talk. different plans. Listen, this, I just need more. Idea I need prequels. Been... I need sequels. I need right. the reburn verse. Is what I need. And I'm just oh. saying to you both, I'm I here love for that. it. 
let's do the reburn first. And all the I'm awesome. in. All, all, the awesome. all the characters and it's yes. a big universe. I mean, yeah. all we the one shots. A lot of fun. Like, think of yeah. just the one shots you could do, like a like yeah. a sky one shot. I mean, I know. Well, and all the and hearts so and vaginas will when... be very excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have them shirtless. Oh, of course, you better. Um, so, and I, when Hillary was, when you were talking about the comic that I still not Tartarus, 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 you know, third time's a charm. So, when you were talking about the different color combinations, I was thinking about Reburn issue three when we're in the Citadel and how fun that was to play with color in that way. And like, and as I was writing it, because at that point, Hillary and I were working together, I was like, oh, this is going to be so much fun. And, you know, it was. Yeah, because once you know who your colorist is, you can write to her. Yeah, that's true. You can do anything with Hillary, but you know that like, if it's less stayed, that's better. Yeah, that one was a lot of fun because it was such a different tone than the second. Like it was, I ended up using a lot of like effects. Yeah. That's one of the cool things about like having color on a page, like printed and like the, the actual pigment that you scan in is when you start messing with those already existing colors it you can stretch them and you can get them like glow effects that have you know dirt to them that i don't otherwise get i mean yeah, cody and i were just away. like <gasps> you know when we looked at them it was just like whenever i would get elisa's work i cry because i oh. you know feel like oh my god she's amazing and she's a mind reader and she's better than that and uh with yours i we were just stunned it's just like Oh, it's gorgeous. Aww. I mean, and I, and it's easy for me to talk it up because it's not like me per se. I have a harder time talking myself up, but you and Elise, it's easy. And Joe met her letters are yeah. Incredible. I, I mean, seriously, um, it is the complete package that book. So uh, that was just when you were talking. I thought, oh yeah, that's like the skyline and all the. It was just, it's fun. It's fun getting to make things up, isn't it? Oh, it's like seriously. I am so lucky that I get to play every day. Yeah. You know, it's not always rainbows and butterflies, but it's certainly a pretty sweet way to make a living, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I, I want to say Lamentation. I read it and I enjoyed it and I thought it was very, I, those double page spreads also sort of brought me back to that issue too with the greens and the black and the, you know. Yeah, that beautiful. one was fun because there's, you're playing with two different realities. So yeah, I very intentionally chose separate palettes that were kind of, keeping that clear helping sell that mm-hmm. aspect of the story yes i am curious to know where it goes so it worked yeah. on me the advanced copy worked on me advanced reader copies always i'm like oh my god <laughs> very rarely do you get it get one and you're like oh. you're not like it's just such a weird thing to be like oni press like i said oni press is like hey here do you want to read a comic i'm like i do thank you for sending yes. me stuff. I didn't know that I, I don't know why I'm special but yes them in first second send me shit all day long and it's all so good I'm just like oh my god I can't believe how much seriously we are like at the height of and as you said Allison you're not really making a ton of money in comics but like this this is the like the the, the level of craftsmanship and art that is on display in indie comics this day and age is epic and it is cinematic and it is beautiful and hillary 
you are spectacular and it was just so amazing to meet you and thank you for letting me meet her allison for doing the <laughs> oh it was my pleasure he was yeah. like mentioned it like oh my god you I know. Like, do you I want like, me to put you two together i do because, i so yeah. did yeah oh uh, you're just and so again you know it's like you're having it's the hillary jenkins it's 2023 the year of hillary jenkins you're everywhere <laughs> it's no, so I'm good I'm going to keep going. It's like, there's no, not stopping. I'm just going to keep going. Can't stop. Won't stop. And I'm here for it. I'm here to read whatever it is. I mean, I can't wait to get my hands on, on, you know, on the cat in, except just got the digital copy. It's not out yet. Uh, Hairball. Uh, That is going to, I can't wait to see where that goes. Again, you just, it's great work. And again, Reburn 5, one day will happen. I've got an inside track for that. So I'm excited to know when that is going to happen. But um, so everybody, obviously we've mentioned, I don't know if you know that these two fabulous women have worked on a comic book called Reburn and in the show notes. And before the show started, you'll have heard Allison do her ad for Reburn. And so you'll go in the links and you'll buy ReburnComic.com and you'll, and you'll get links to Allison stuff. Hillary's Instagram is there. My website is arfarina.com. You can go there and buy my book and all that other good stuff. That would be great. But mostly what we want to do is just support amazing art. Thank you both for making art. It makes it is what matters. I have here is a thing that Jim Rugg drew that uh, uh, Cecil sent me. It's this little pen. Um, <laughs> art saves. It's from the Plain Janes. And I don't know if anybody's ever read the Plain Janes. That was, uh, it was uh, I think Macmillan Kids ended up picking it up. Um, but it was Cecil Castellucci and Jim Rugg, and it's about um, these four girls, all called Jane, who do art. And I say all the time, art saves, and I love this book. It's amazing. So art makes my life better. You guys have both made my life better just by making amazing stuff. So thank you. Thank and you, thank Tony, you. Thank as you. always. And we obviously, I'm hopefully Hillary is going to send me a playlist of what she listens to when she's when she painted this, when she painted Reburn, so we can include that in the show notes. Can we do <laughs> wow. that? I, if I can remember, I can look back at my like favorite. I think if I do though, you'll probably ask me again. Are you okay? Because it's <laughs> okay. I can attest seeing your face. You're either the world's greatest actor, or you're totally okay. I'm, um, I'm totally okay. okay. I'm just some broody stuff. Like <laughs> I want you to. It's, it's intense. There's some intense shit going down in that book. It is. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. You, gotta, like it. Gotta you gotta match it. You gotta yeah, match. Gotta match that tone. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been this has been a delight for me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And everybody, um, I have no idea what next week will bring. I have not planned that far ahead on the show. I should probably do better. Um, is it both. an indie comics takeover? Or uh, is that, next is that week? the next is the indie comics? Will you guys be done? Will you be done by yes. then? Yes, oh, we will. Then that's it. Next week, I won't be on indie comics spotlight next week. We'll be fem on indie comics takeover. That's right. Allison that's cool. and Ada are interviewing Sage, and that should be super cool. Yeah, but that will be, and then I'll actually be on the network because Dave and I are going to do the the music show. So I'll still be on the network somewhere, but not next Thursday. The Thursday after this show, you'll hear Allison and Ada Indie Comics Femon Takeover. I can't wait to hear that. Me yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Still, absolutely. Still to happen, but thank you, Tony, for asking because just mentioning Hillary and I. This was such a. I will sit down and talk to the two of you anytime. This was a joy. Yeah, thank thank you both very much. This has been like a pure, wonderful (laughs) hour of of awesomeness. It was. It absolutely was. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. And we'll see you soon. And next week, you'll listen for Allison on this feed. She and Ada talking more amazing indie comics spotlights. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Strange 
how a dreary world can suddenly change to a world as bright as the evening star. Queer, what a difference when your vision is clear and you see things as they really are. I used to be colorblind, but I met you, and now I find there's green in the grass, there's gold in the moon, there's blue in the skies. That semicircle that was always hanging about is not a storm cloud. It's a rainbow You brought the colors out Believe me It's really true Till I met you I never knew That a setting sun Could paint such beautiful skies I never knew There were such lovely colors And the big surprise Is the red in your cheeks The gold in your hair blue in your eyes. 